Hi, and welcome to the Really Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I'm here to provoke you to think. Uh, I want you to let your friends know, your enemies know, your family know, whoever it is that we're on. And I started a program with Apostle Daniel Francis last week. And one of the things that I ended with, I was talking about the white male and all. Today, I'm going to probably talk about the black male and the other males, too. Uh, you know, an equal opportunity uh, uh, truth provider and provoker of thinking and honesty, because these are issues that are going to have to be brought to the table. If we, the body of Christ, if we, and remember, it's the body of Messiah, the body of Christ are going to operate as the body of Christ. And we're going to have to start to really look at ourselves and realize that we're on this earth, but that we really live out of heaven. We're in this world, but we're not of it. And before I go on any further, I'm going to welcome my guest, Apostle Daniel Francis. Come on down. How are, I mean, come on up wherever it is that we are. God welcome bless you. <laughs> welcome back i sure enjoyed having you on the last program i mean it was just it was fun it went really fast yes it was fun and we left off you were talking about something but this week i also want to get in talking about i want to i want to start off with this so that as you go you can just go ahead and do whatever i'm looking at this and i talked about how it is that the uh white male had dealt with his wife and with other people and I'm looking at something else and I'm looking at the black male and uh, and when I'm talking about males, I'm talking about in this earth now. I'm not talking about the, the sonship of heaven and all. I'm talking about what actually goes on in the earth. Uh, with, uh, uh, the black person, the black male has complained and complained and complained. And you talked about how whiny people were. I mean, you know, um, my ancestors came over as slaves. And I look at that and I say, God, I am so grateful. I've traveled all over Africa and I am so glad I wasn't born there. I am glad to be an American. I am glad to be here in the United States of America. I am glad. I'm not kidding. And I don't know any group of people, any nationality of people that has not been enslaved. I don't know anyone that has not enslaved themselves. So we didn't have to get enslaved by the white man. We didn't have to get enslaved by the red man. We didn't have to get enslaved by the yellow man. We enslaved ourselves and each white man didn't have to get enslaved by the black or any of that. All of these things inside of every group of people, there were people that were there to do it. Um, but one of the things of it is, is this, I remember something that the Bible said. And this is where it breaks it down. God chose the time, the place, the season, and all of it for where I was to be born. And whatever mm. my ancestors went through, I am so grateful to them that I will not sit around whining how somebody else thinks about me or how somebody else sees me. I see me mm. from the inside out. I'm an inside liver. If, I live, if my liver, if my physical liver was on the outside, it would do me no good. I would be mm. dead. See, yeah. so I live from the inside out. And what I see is a greater picture than what you might see of me. So your thoughts and what you think about me, I can't tell you how much I don't care. Mm. See, it's totally irrelevant to me because I don't have to take that in. And I know, I know that people say, well, that's impossible. No, it's not impossible for me. And my Bible tells me that with God, 
with God as my source, that all of these things are possible. Yes. You started to talk about some things about your region and other things, and I'd like for you to go ahead and take some minutes and stuff and and do what it is. But I just needed to clean that up. And it's not it is not one group of males. And the reason I'm talking about males is because in the earth they're the men. Yes. They're supposed to be the men, but they act like they castrate themselves. They have made themselves eunuchs, and then some of these things. And I have seen so many Jezebelian men that were Jezebel. Well, what Jezebelian <laughs> men, male people, people with 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 those organs, <laughs> you know, with male with male organs, Jezebelian, you know, manipulative, and all of that stuff. You can see it everywhere that you look. Jesus, covering up stuff that has nothing to do with God, and it's yeah. time that we stop it. Jesus, this will not continue on my watch. Not mm -hmm. on my watch. You say, "Oh, you may have an attitude." I do. Yeah, wonderful yeah. attitude. It's yeah. the attitude. It's an attitude that I'm angry, but I'm not sinning because I'm speaking it like it is that the Word of God says. And if I have to be afraid of the Word of God using it in this day, if I have to be afraid of that, then what happens if I, if if any real martyrdom came? What happens when they come after me for for belief for I believe him? No, we got the we 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 got the, we we got the we we got to do this. Yes. So, go yes. ahead. I'm gonna mute. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, Doctor Baker, I'm just gonna muddy the waters and try to uh, clear it up a little bit. But uh, I am a black man. I have an experience in this earth that I can call uh, truth when actually is just a fact that certain things are happening. But the truth is I come from a race called human, period. So we're stupid when we want to kill each other because all that's happening is you're shooting or killing yourself. Because we're all one and we're gods, we're, we're the God class, Dr. Baker. With a God, Dr. Miles Monroe said this we are the crowning act of God's creation, the God class. Here we are. I, I would be, Dr. Baker, without my Jesus, without Jesus, I would want to kill somebody. Can I just be real? With the ugliness that I've seen in this, these Americas, I, I would want to kill somebody if I didn't have my sovereign Lord. And I place emphasis on sovereign. So you see, you're going to have trouble in this life, I've learned, if you don't see God as sovereign, who is in absolute control of all things and just because I don't understand what he's doing doesn't make him right or wrong. He's always right. And so that has allowed me to have the mindset, Dr. Baker, as I've matured in the Lord, is when the ugly day comes, I've trained myself to say, Lord, what are you after for your glory? That's what this has got to be because you're a good God and your purposes are to conform me into the image of your son. 
That's been the game changer for me, Dr. Baker, to where I question him less because I know he's good and I know he's sovereign. I said this on a program uh, or two back where he, he, I gave my transliteration of uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, Dr. Baker, and here it is. The Lord said, don't tell me what I'm thinking about you. I know what I'm thinking. And the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you, they are for good and not for evil to give you a hope and an expected end. Do not tell me that I'm thinking anything else. That's my transliteration. And until we come into that place to where we know God only wants to do us good, then the devil could have a field day with us in fallen thinking. So we have to do what? We have to renew our minds and understand what the purposes of God is for our lives. And he's patient. He's walking with us through process. But I think we need to get back to teaching that our God is sovereign, Dr. Bacon. Sovereign. So that that explains or uh, it overrides the mess that we see and that we get caught up in and try to give descriptions and names to it and all that mess. And we master in thinking negative and fallen thinking rather than speaking life to the resurrected and ascended man that we are redeemed by God. Until we can come into that, we're going to struggle even in the body of Christ, Dr. Baker. Does that make any sense to you there? Yes, it does. And, and that's, that, 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 um, that scripture in that, he's saying, my thoughts, my imagination, my, my curious ways of doing things, my, my vastness is not the way that you think. And when I found out that I could, I could, I could ride on the imagination of God, that my imagination is not a bad thing, that it's really talking about how he sees things and how, how things are expressed. As I look at that word, as I look at that word thoughts in, 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 in Jeremiah, and, and, and there's different, there's different parts of, of, of different things that he's talking about. But what I'm saying is this is that when I look at the fact of how it is that God is thinking and he is not thinking the way that I want him to think about a situation, it's because he's telling me, he's letting me know that I am not, I have chosen not to fly with him, not to ride with him, not to be in the place that he wants me to be in. And as I, I, I look at this word, now listen to, listen to this. He's saying this, my devices, my plans, my machinery, the way that I am, my thoughts, that my texture, that my cunningness, that my curious works, that my imaginations, that my inventions, that my means and my purpose, you have not even begun <laughs> to allow them to come forth. Wow. I mean, when we think about it, when we think about it, that none of these things that what what I see as good, what my advice is, and that word advice is not giving some advice. My his, he is advice. Mm. He is all that. He is he is the esteem. Uh, my calculation that my my invent that my judgment that my my uh my count the way that i count these things the way that i 
and take these things the way that I value and I esteem and I, I compute it. I mean, this is what it is that this word is talking about, that I devise it. Just like he asked Job, Job, gird yourself up, put on your, put on your jock strap, if you will. And like and, a man. Yeah. Like a man. Instead yeah. of some kind of a wimp. Yeah. And, and, and let me ask you some things. And I think that's what needs to be done with us in the church. And so if, if, and if you talked about on our last program, one of the things of it is, is this, if the male man in the earth would realize that his wife, that his sister, that his daughter, that this, this one that's in a female body is a son of God. Yeah. In the spirit realm, that, yeah. that, that, that son, that that sonship is seated in the completed work. Because look at her, look at this, look at this. This is just a temple. As Apostle Cal teaches on, this is a temple. And you treat this temple as a, as a weaker vessel. Didn't say it was weak because she's stronger. See, that temple is stronger than you are in some ways. Mm, in wow. some ways. So why would you lay down? Why would you do? You talked about, you talked about, um, uh, Sarah and, 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 and how she, how she allowed this, how she called him Lord, how she did all of these things. She took him as master that came from, that came from that culture. See, but you got to still realize who it is that we are. And when you're talking about this in the book of Hebrews, what you're talking about, and you're talking about this in, in other places, what you're talking about, you're still talking about a culture. And if you can't discern between some of these things that are culturistic and some of these things that are meant for us and some of these things that are meant for now and some of these things that are meant for, you're not rightly dividing the word of truth. If everything was supposed to be the way that you kind of see it and you got you to gotta remember, where are you? Yeah. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, especially apostles and prophets got to start to read things from a different point of view. You can't be reading things like everybody else. Yeah. And then you got to be bold with yourself. It ain't being bold with nobody else, but being bold with yourself. I am not bold with anybody else. I'm bold with me. Yeah. And when I say, when I speak, my mother used to tell me what you say once, you better be willing to back up and say twice. I'm not bold with you. I don't need to be bold with you. I'm bold with myself because yeah. you can walk away from hearing anything I got to say any moment you want to. I can't make you say, they say, they held me on the phone. Ain't nobody held you on the phone. If you ain't bold enough with yourself to be able to hang up a phone, you are, you, you, you are a fool going someplace to happen. Any rate. Hey, Word of God says this, Dr. Baker, concerning the women. I never saw this until just a couple of seconds ago as you were expounding. The Bible tells us that, and the Lord spake to the woman. So she was not hiding behind her husband like a second-class citizen. It says, and the Lord spoke to the woman. But listen to this one, Dr. Baker, when you were speaking just now, it says, and Sarah was hiding behind the tent and she laughed and God literally went behind that curtain and said, why did you laugh? In other words, he didn't talk to her through her husband. He went directly to her. 
and, and said, what you laughing at? And then she lied. She says, I, I didn't laugh. He says, no, I take you seriously enough to tell you, no, but you did laugh. Because it's not funny what I'm about to do in your life. By this time next year, I'm talking to you, you see. And so so that destroys that that thing that we do now in 2023, where the man thinks he's got to be in front of his wife and she doesn't have an expression and like she can't talk to God for herself. And I'm telling you, I'm in a region where that mess is just so overbearing. Like we said in the last session of the last teaching last week, Dr. Baker, uh, what we have over here is uh, this lie called First Lady. Whatever, whatever that means. I, I, I don't know what that really means. I mean, listen, girl, oh, who are you? Are you part of the fivefold or what are you? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Tell us what that. And, and let's talk about you being a citizen of the kingdom. Let's talk about you being a son of God. Let's do that. And when you brought up that term, Dr. Baker, last time about the word Christian, I'm on the same page with you because it was a derogatory statement made by the Romans. The Romans called them Christians. And you know what they were saying? The word Christian means little Christ. So the Romans were saying these poor little Christians. That was derogatory. It was an insult. And we would rather call ourselves Christians rather than sons of God, rather than king, uh, kingdom citizens. You see what I'm saying? So, so let me jump. I'm all over the place with all these different topics. I'm enjoying this. But when, when the thing about it, Dr. Baker, if there's going to be a change that repentance that's required, the renewing of the mind, you see it clearly in Genesis 14 when you see Abram meets Melchizedek. He runs in something that changes his mind about the way he's going to do business. At that point, Dr. Baker, I became, I, I believe he became a man with riches and wealth, true riches and true wealth. And he was willing to give to this priesthood of Melchizedek, a tenth of what he had, because he knew that he was giving into, he was making an investment that would be eternal, Dr. Baker. It changed him forever. He made an exchange. And I would say to anyone that's a businessman, nothing you have counts until you've made that investment in the kingdom of God, that you have run into the Christ or the Melchizedek, that priesthood order that's, that's uh, Dr. Baker, it's in the marketplace. The book of Hebrews said that this particular, he, this particular priesthood did not serve altars. In the first place that we see it, Dr. Baker, it's not in the four walls of a tabernacle. It is on a battlefield is where we see Melchizedek manifest. So it, that battlefield and all these kings represent the marketplace. And I, so, I want to correct one word you said. It's business yes. sons, not men. Business sons. Because oh, I got you. I'm good. No, no, no. 
because the kingdom of God is not about the gender thing, but it's kingdom sons, because you cannot have a kingdom business unless you are a son of God. Yes, I receive You can that. have all kinds of businesses that you can name those, but until yes. you until you know your sonship, until you are walking and, and living the life of a son, it cannot be a kingdom business because the king is not the Lord of who you are. I agree. Praise God. I agree 100%. And so that's when everything changed, Dr. Baker, when he ran into a system that is wealth, a system that is prosperity. It is that same system in Genesis chapter one, and the Lord blessed them. It is that same system where the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. It's all that same. And the blessing of Abraham, that same system went to Isaac and it went to Jacob and it comes down to the entire seed. But that thing is connected, Dr. Baker, as I've traced it and studied it, it is connected to a order of priesthood that we have to understand. And in and, and, and Hebrews chapter five, the apostle Paul, if he's the one that wrote the book, and I believe he did, he makes a statement of whom we have much to say about, speaking about Melchizedek, but seeing that you are dull of hearing for now you ought to be teachers by now, but you need somebody to teach you all over again, which be the first principles of Christ and have need of milk instead of meat. He says in Hebrews 6 and 1, he says, therefore, brethren, going beyond the elementary principles of Christ. In other words, let's get past the cross. Let's go on to perfection, he says. Let's go on to weas. Let's go on to manhood or sonhood, as you would say. We need to go on to that and not laying again all these foundations that are all churchy religious stuff. Those things are needed for certain people. But how do you feed a mature man, Dr. Baker? Certainly not with milk, but they need meat. And when we start to step into meat, we're starting to see people really struggle in that particular area. And as we've been talking about Melchizedek, where I'm at, Dr. Baker, they get upset when we start to talk about that. And I literally heard a man say, that's not necessary for us to talk about. We have Christ. We're behind the cross kind of mess. And see, so they were afraid to get into the meat of what this royal priesthood is about, where it says that we are kings and priests unto our God. He has made us that. Well, really, what does that mean? What does that mean? How you can you be? You see, one of the things that I want to throw out here right quick. You know, we just saw we just saw something happened in in uh, England where Queen Victoria died and now they got the first king in a long time. But because of the seed, because of the sonship, he became king. Yes. We are kings and priests. We have tried that people we have tried to separate this. Well, you're the king. You're supposed to go out there and bring this back to me as a priest. No, as a king, I'm a king and a priest. Yes. You're just, you're a beautiful queen. See, even my cap, this is a king's cap. This is not a queen's cap. I tell oh, people, don't call me no queen. I ain't no queen. <laughs> I mean, queen. Ain't no queen. I, 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 no, 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 no. Because I'm talking about the authority. 
So he says, go past the elementary things like the laying on the hands and the doing this and the doing those and, the, and, and those things. Those things are just a part of our authority. They're a part of who we are. You see, and, and we act like this is the big part. This is the big thing. Yes. See, those are the elementary things. He said that you should have had all that. And 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 why is it showing that? I mean, even in the old covenant, even in the uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he sent them out. We did this. We cast out demons in your name. We did this. We did this. We did this. We did this. And he says, yeah, okay. All right. Now you see how it worked. It worked in that covenant. It worked in that covenant. But he, the people that he really talked about, was the woman that reached into the new covenant, reached into where it was to get her daughter healed. And then the, the centurion that here it was, his son, he said is his servant, but we already know the history about the centurion. He couldn't be married. So what was his son? Uh, he called his servant because he didn't want to lose his position. But here it was, he reached over into there. So it was a reaching over in there to show these things that could go over into there. So what you're talking about, Melchizedek, this priesthood is important. Yes. It is important. It is vital. If we don't recognize that, it is vital. It is vital. And what it is that people, the reason for this is, is that we have not taught that nothing. I mean, how many times can the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everything and every, all of it belongs to him? How many times can we talk about that? See, I get to tithe. I get to. That's a privilege. That's an yes. That's it. To be able to tithe. I am even trusted to be able to give. That's a greater one. That's it. Go ahead. We you know, Apostle Dr. Baker, listen, the Bible talks about only two priesthoods. It's Levi and Melchizedek. One is a type and a shadow. The other one is the real deal. I have never seen a type and a shadow move anything at all. But the real thing it showed up before the type in the shadow. Melchizedek came before Levi. And it was the real deal. It wasn't a type in the shadow. It wasn't a teaching. It was the manifested Christ meeting Abram in the wilderness on a battlefield. And it was the original priesthood. And watch this, Dr. Baker. He came with bread and wine. That's the covenant meal. And that's why Jesus had that with us to connect, to say, I'm a part of that priesthood that comes with bread and wine. Yeah. So that <laughs> thing right there. What? So, Dr. Baker, what makes us royal kings and priests or a royal priesthood? It is because of our locale. We now are at the throne and we're the children of the one who sits on the throne. That right. makes us royal. And our ministry is to minister to him and to the people, the That's things right. that heaven has. We bring heaven to earth, That's Dr. Baker. Right. We right. minister from that place. That's right. Levi was ministering from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Melchizedek. That priesthood, the royal priesthood that we have become, we're seated in heavenly places. We had access to the throne and we don't die in his presence. <laughs> Hallelujah. He Hallelujah. wants to see us face to face. <laughs> we have access a new and living way, Dr. Baker. 
We sure do. And we're out of time. I'm going to have you back uh, with me uh, at the end of probably at the end of uh, February or 1st of March. I'd like for us to continue on with this. So I really want to invite you back. So uh, I, I want I want the audience to know this is not the last time that you'll see that you'll see a fossil Daniel. <laughs> and, and he and his wife are both friends of mine. We are growing into a lovely friendship. And yes. I just want you to know that we will we will be doing this. And again, this is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and Apostle Daniel Francis. And be sure and join us in Houston and in Lafayette. He is from Lafayette. So please be sure and join us in Lafayette and we'll see you next time. I'll see you next time when you hear really telling it like it is. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.